You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. If you're a lady, chances are you know what a urinary tract infection is. But how does it affect children and what can we as parents do about it? Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko is a GP with Bondi Road Doctors. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Well, thank you. What is a urinary tract infection? Yes. Well, basically, the urinary tract is anywhere from the urethra, where the urine comes out, then feeding back off into the bladder, and then that feeds back from the ureter back to the kidneys where the urine is made. So anywhere along that pathway could actually be infected and therefore urinary tract infection. Now, you can get really sick Mm. with one of these infections how does it how do the symptoms manifest yep. like what are the sorts of things you can see when a child has a UTI okay it depends on the age group um, but can I just backtrack one thing most of the time when we do see an uncomplicated urinary tract infection it really is an infection relating to the bladder and things get a little bit more serious when then that backtracks that infection back to the kidneys so I just thought I'd, I'd say that. However, it does depend on the age group. So in any child, a newborn, really up to three months of age, they just might be very unwell. They may have a fever, grizzly, not breastfeeding, not wanting their bottle, and you just know they're unwell and you can't tell whether they've got t- tummy pain or it's hurting when they urinate. Their urine might smell a little bit, but it also may not. So any child that's unwell, particularly in the first three to four months of life and or having an, a fever that you measure up to you know 38 and above needs to unfortunately go to an emergency department. Yeah, that's good to remember. So then in the infant and even the young children, they might not you know, um, complain about pain urinating either. Um, Sometimes they will or they might be passing urine more frequently. Maybe a parent will just notice that they haven't gone to the toilet for a while and then that wee that comes out is extremely stinky. So it's really in the different to adults where you get the stinging urine and the frequency and, and what have you, children don't necessarily have those symptoms. So you just have to be alert to how the child is behaving. Um, so, yeah, they might have the symptoms, they might not. Um, now, it's, it is something I mentioned that women understand, but it's not only little girls that get UTIs, no, is not. it? It's not. And actually, it's really quite interesting. In the first year of life, in uncircumcised males, they actually have more urinary tract infections than females. After the first year of life, then females do take over, and that's because females have a shorter urethra, and that's the bit from the bladder out. Um, and therefore, it's just easier, shorter distance for a bug to travel back up into the urinary tract. But in uncircumcised males in that first year of life, they do actually have a few more infections. But we're still talking low numbers. But yeah, statistically. But that's not necessarily reason to go out and, and say you need to circumcise males yes, yes. either. I'm definitely not advocating that. It's a very individual, personal decision. Um, the only time you'd consider it is if, you know, a young boy was uncircumcised and had many recurrent infections and there was no other underlying cause. But yeah, 
Well, that's interesting. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko, who's a GP with Bondi Road Doctors, about urinary tract infections. We've just been talking about what they are and whereabouts in the body they happen. Um, we are, of course, speaking about children. And the important thing to remember, I think, that Alicia was just speaking about was if your child is um, under four months and, and is unwell, you take them straight to emergency. Don't even think twice about it. Even on, I think under six months, they have priority, don't don't they? They do. They so do. that's that's good to remember. And um, I'm a firm believer of going when you're worried and yes. not worrying at, at all if you feel you're going to waste someone's time because at the very least you will learn next time you see something that it's, it's nothing to be worried about. And no one judges you at all. Like mm. really there is no judgment. So it's just better to go along That's true, and, isn't and, it? and check it out because really, you know, there's – in that younger age group, it is a little bit more serious if they have a urinary tract infection and they do need IV antibiotics usually if it's confirmed. But past that, I mean, I suppose under six months as well, sometimes you will follow it up almost always with an ultrasound just to check there's no other underlying cause. But above that age group, it's relatively straightforward most of the time. But there are some tests sometimes that do need to be done in children that have you know, had an, a urinary tract infection, certainly if they have recurrent urinary tract infections. So um, you've mentioned that it isn't always necessary that when a child um, passes urine that it will hurt them. Correct. Is it common for children to experience some pain occasionally when they go to the toilet? I have heard of younger children experiencing that and then parents being a little bit confused because it seems to happen and then it goes away. Mm. Is that a sign of some kind of infection? Not necessarily, and it is difficult. I've actually experienced this with my <laughs> children as well. Even as a doctor, I'm thinking, mm, I don't think you have a urinary tract infection, but I'd better keep my eye on that. So I think it just put the red flag up a little bit saying, okay, I'll keep an eye on this. Um, but if they're otherwise well and it's just a one-off here and there, I wouldn't be too concerned. They're eating and they're drinking. There's no fever. But if it's an ongoing issue and it doesn't have to be daily, but say every second day they're mentioning it, yeah, it's probably worthwhile going and just having a urine checked, particularly if they're age group where it's easy to catch it. <laughs> but it could just be there's irritated skin. I mean, we know with children, they rush to go to the bathroom. Sometimes they also hold on for too long, which can increase their risk of infections as well. Um, but they, you know, boys, girls, they might not wipe or dry the area as much as they should, etc. They could be over vigorous with that. And the hygiene of front to back with girls, you know, all those kind of things play a role. But if the skin's just irritated, as we know, then it could be hurting for, for urine to pass as well. So I think, yeah, you just keep an eye on it. And if you're worried, you just go and have it checked. And, a, a, you know, it doesn't mean everyone needs to go and have a, a urine specimen collected, but certainly they're easy to do. Mm. Well, yeah, like you, well, say, once you catch when, it, they're easy. They're, <laughs> they're easy in the lab. <laughs> when you're not in a, a, a baby, when there's not a baby that you're waiting, yes, waiting yes, to get yes. urine from. Um, and that, that, I think you may have answered the next question, and that was, um, is there a way of preventing urinary tract infection? And I guess you were just saying then it's about being very clear, clear about hygiene practices with your kids and explaining how to um, wipe after toilets. Definitely. Um, washing hands. Yes, washing the hands. That's crucial. <laughs> no, the kids with them washing their hands. And before eating. <laughs> yes. I mean, there is a thing that we hear, everything's got a label, doesn't it? And it shouldn't really, but dysfunctional voiding. Um, but it's really just saying that some kids just hold on for too long. And then by doing so, the bladder's got 
urine in there for too long. And if they're doing that on a regular basis, it does increase the risk. So I suppose just getting them into some good practices of, you know, before going in the car, past urine, before going recess to school. and lunch and school and after school and just getting into some routines with that just helps. Um, and then, yeah, the hygiene measures of washing hands front to back, et cetera, et cetera, um, are crucial because most often um, a urinary tract that's simple enough really comes from the bowel yeah, so the good old E. coli most of the time. Mm. And it doesn't mean that that child has the parents, even if they're younger, have been unhygienic or there's any issue there. It doesn't. It just means that tiny little microscopic bug has somehow gone from the anal area up into the urethral tract. Um, but, yeah, so I suppose the best things are, are the hygiene and, and drinking a lot of water as well, flush things through. Yeah. So if a child has a UTI and you've taken them to the doctor and they say this child has a urinary tract infection, how is it treated? Yes. So if it's a confirmed urinary tract infection, it is treated with antibiotics um, and it's IV antibiotics and more aggressive treatment in the younger newborn age group. Um, for boys as well under three months, they will be followed up with an ultrasound um, and also, actually, most children under three, uh, under six months who have a urinary tract infection, they'll have their antibiotics, and then within a six-week period after that, they will be advised to go and have an ultrasound. There's no radiation; it doesn't hurt, just to make sure that there's no underlying abnormality or obstruction that could be, you know, contributing. After that age group, if the um, antibiotics are working, the child's responding, um, they would go back and check for clearance with a new, fresh urine specimen a couple of weeks later, then that's all good. If then they weren't responding, then they'd proceed to further investigation or if they have recurrent urinary tract infections. So they would go. And so the first point of further investigation is an ultrasound. And then some children do need to have further testing. And there's some different, there's a micturating sister urethrogram and a, a, a nuclear medicine scan called a DMSA. But they're just, they're further along the tract if they were just concerned that there is something going on. There's a thing called vesicourethrogram ureteric reflux. You've probably heard of that. You haven't heard of that? No, really? Mm, <laughs> no. So reflux. So some children actually, and it's it's not uncommon, some children with recurrent urinary tract infections do have just a little bit of reflux. So the wee just goes backwards oh. up into the kidney. And so that's important to monitor. But those things, you know, the doctors manage that. So in the, the simplistic sort of form, it's antibiotics. And if they've responded, fabulous. Um, and then the doctor would manage it if obviously there's reason to, to further investigate. And uh, of course, if they're sick, then they're off school daycare. Yes. I mean, with a urinary tract infection, I think adults just tend to soldier on. They but do. if with children, we're looking at staying at home, aren't we? I think so. It's again using your parental instinct. If they're unwell and they're miserable, then it is better to just keep them home and just make sure they're well hydrated and lots of fluid. But when they're feeling right, it's it's not something that's contagious through sneezing and coughing and that kind of thing. So when they're feeling strong again, um, yeah, they're, they're okay to to go back in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) It is a jungle. Alicia, thank you for your time today. You're very welcome. Thank you. That's Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko. She's a GP with Bondi Road Doctors. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.